Welcome to Impact the World, the show for and about creatives, changemakers, and entrepreneurs. This is an insight episode where I share a few quick tips to help you take your work and mission to the next level. Welcome to the Impact the World show. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about why your inner critic is not the problem, but why your inaction might be. As somebody who has created things all of my life, I've gone through various phases with my own relationship to the inner critic. And the truth is, it still shows up now, today, even after all these years of doing the work that I do in the world. It shows up when I do something new, something bigger, something bolder. But now that voice is about this big and it has remained inside me to some degree, but it is now this big. Whereas there was a time in my life where I would stop myself from creating things, from saying things, from doing things in the world, from doing things in my own life, because I let the voice of my inner critic have a really big say in the actions that I took. And what I learned is that the inner critic wants to heal. Like any wounded, fragmented part of ourselves, our inner critic is just a child inside us that is afraid to get it wrong, afraid to be shamed or judged or bullied or exposed. And what it will learn in time is that it can heal and that you can go beyond that small, tight place in you that is an inner critic. So let's take a look at a few of the ways that the inner critic shows up and what you might be able to do to move beyond it. Where did your inner critic come from? For many of us, we have our stories and our references, whether it was that time that our mom was too hard on us, or that time that that teacher told us that we had terrible handwriting, or that time that our friend said that we weren't very attractive, or that time that that first boyfriend, girlfriend, partner said something to us that really affected our self-esteem. So our inner critic is usually internalized judgment that we have taken from outside us. So it may have come through one of those voices I just listed or one of those relationships I just listed, but it can also be very indirect. If you're reading an article about a group of people and the way that the article is talking about that group of people is very derogatory or putting them down or making them seem like a very ostracized group, Perhaps you're reading that article and your own brain makes a decision that you never want to be like that group because you don't want to be ostracized or judged or shamed in the way that this article is shaming them. So we make associations in our own mind all of the time about what we might be judged for. And this is where our own inner critic develops. It happens to everybody on the planet. I know for me, I wish I had understood more about the inner critic and the creative process from a few other people as I was growing up, because it might not have stopped me from acting in some of the ways that I now feel more comfortable acting. But it was a process for me of letting the inner critic go from being very big to bringing it down and letting it be much smaller in my life. It is no longer a dominant character but it might be part of the family of voices, aspects, parts of me that I am still integrating as I'm going through my human journey. So for you, 
Is there any particular person or incident in your past that you can track your inner critic back to? So let's say you want to join a local choir and you want to sing and you have this feeling about it, but as you go towards it, you've got this voice in your head saying, I can't do that. Are there times in your life that you felt ashamed of your musical ability or your singing ability, or you were shamed for those experiences? Or did you see that happen to someone else and you internalized the fear of it? Our inner critic is always coming from a place of fear. It is trying to protect us from being judged or criticized by others, so it does it first. It doesn't let you go to that choir. It says, oh no, you can't sing, so you shouldn't go to the choir. So you believe the inner critic and you stay at home and you're miserable and you've agreed to fear. You've said yes to the fear inside. Yes, I agree with you, fear. I'll stay, oh, okay, I'll stay here. I won't let myself have the joy of singing. I won't let my body have the joy of moving vibration through my body. So the inner critic has come from somewhere. And if you have specific core fears or core criticisms of yourself, it would pay you to do some deep work around where those criticisms came from. Are they rooted in specific events that you can track, that perhaps you can work with somebody on or you can journal about? Or are they a little more amorphous and energetic? You can't really put your finger on why. And that might be because your inner critic is hiding the next part I'm about to speak about. So why are we scared to move beyond our inner critic? It's not always that we're worried about re-traumatizing old hurt, and that's where the voice of the inner critic comes from. Sometimes the inner critic is steering you away from your very giftedness in life, the part of you that is going to move you forward or have a positive impact on the lives of others and in turn you. So for example, perhaps you were the one that in your family was always criticized for talking at the dinner table about things that no one else wanted to talk about. And you got labeled the stirrer. Oh, she's always stirring things. Oh, she's always talking about things we shouldn't be talking about. So because of your formative experiences with that group of how they wanted to silence that very natural aspect of you, that might be part of your gift in life. Sure, you might want to figure out how to do it in a way that it's not just agitating people because that's not necessarily going to be an effective use of your gift, but it might be that your gift is you are a natural person to speak about the things that other people feel uncomfortable about. And when that aligns with a passion of yours, you'll see that gift come through. But before that gift is allowed to come out, your inner critic might want to protect you from becoming that in the world because we always have fear around change. And when we become who we're here to be and try on a new gift for size, we expand. So the inner critic, which likes to keep us small and safe and in our patterns and in our habits, doesn't necessarily like it when we start to move towards an area that we may have a gift in, because it knows not only are you going to change, but you may be changing your relationship with the inner critic who's trying to keep you safe, trying to keep you small. So our inner critic is often hiding a very important gift, a big part of our soul, a big part of why we're here. And that's why whenever it comes up, if you can't track through history and find a reason for your inner critic being there, it might be interesting to ask yourself, what would I gain 
if I decided to move towards this very thing that I am judging myself about and afraid of? What could possibly happen for the good if I surrender to this? The key thing to remember is moving beyond our self-doubt, our inner critic, our inner judgment will often bring us discomfort or birthing pains. So one of the things that often stops people from creating that thing they want to do in the world is they start to move towards it and they feel uncomfortable. Like I said earlier, some of it could come from a past memory, a past experience. So there's a re-traumatization that the body starts to go into and the inner critic goes, oh, we better stop that discomfort. But actually, unless you're in real trauma and real pain, in which case you want to go and work with somebody on that and take some therapeutic steps towards making sure you can move it out of your system, it might be that you're just a little uncomfortable and that discomfort is part of the growth. The fear voice will want to protect you from discomfort, but on the other side of you being a little uncomfortable about standing up and speaking aloud to a group or going to that choir and singing, there will be a liberation and an energy that will come through you that is asking to come out, is asking to go beyond judgment and fear. So if you're willing to take action toward the very thing that you are a little afraid of, you will not only grow, but you will allow an energy to come through you that is designed to come out when fear moves out of the way enough for you to walk into it. And the more we do this, the more practiced we get at taking this action step beyond the inner critic. As I explained at the beginning of the video, I will still have moments of doubt, moments of uncertainty, sometimes moments of judgment, but they're quite small. And I'm now quite practiced at moving through them. So the muscle in me to move ahead despite my fear has become far more developed than it used to be many years ago when I would let my fear stop me. This can also be true for you. The thing about our inner critic is it's just energy. It's emotions, energy, thoughts perhaps, that wants to heal and transform. Think about when you were a child and you were excited to go to a party and for days before you were telling your parents, ah, oh, we're going to the party, very excited. The day of the party, you suddenly get scared. You suddenly get small. You suddenly don't know if you want to walk through the door of the party and your parent or guardian had to lovingly guide you in and stay for 15, 20, 30 minutes while you got comfortable, while your nervous, shy self that was very scared of this thing you'd been looking forward to because you had a feeling it was going to be good, it pulled away. This is the moment of the inner critic and the self-doubt just pulling away, but it wants to heal. It wants to expand. It wants to open beyond. And it can only open beyond if you walk into the party, not if you successfully persuade your parents that you don't want to go and you want to stay at home. So a little discomfort is part of the birthing process of rebirthing your energy beyond judgment, beyond fear, beyond self-doubt, and beyond your own criticism. Finally, your inner critic may have some really good things to say. It may have some really good points to make to you about what it is that you're embarking on or what it is that you want to do. So that's great. If it does, pay attention, but never let your inner critic be the biggest voice at the table. Hear it out, take on board what it's saying, assess whether or not what it's saying is good, 
but also ask it, great, and can you share with me some of the positives that might come out of this? And if it doesn't have anything to say in that arena, that's where it has to now be quiet, and you turn to another part of your awareness and ask a part of your awareness that wants to cheerlead you what might be the best that could come out of this. And you can do this very directly. You can sit with a piece of paper, a pen, or your computer screen, and you can write down what's the worst that could happen. And you could let your inner critic tell you all the things that could go wrong. And then you can ask your inner cheerleader, and what are the possible positives? And by doing this, you start to develop a bit more of a committee of voices. You start to balance out that critical voice by inviting and cultivating some other voices that can bring you forward into action. Another thing that people use and that works for them is that they give their critic a name. They say, oh, Judge Julie is here again. And that's the name they give to the judgmental part of themselves. And she's just trying to keep you safe. She's just trying to protect you. But she's only ever trying to keep you in what has been known, in what is past. And when you take your impetus your vision, your desire, your dream into action, and you don't let the inner critic stop you taking it into action, you move into birth energy and you create something new. And that is going to be part of your journey of life. And more times than not, you doing that is going to be something that you can then give to and share with others, particularly when it comes to creative endeavors and things that we might put out into the world or actions that we might put out into the world that can help others. So remember that the inner critic is not the problem. Our inaction and our ability to move beyond the inner critic and to cultivate a strength around the inner critic is the problem. Good luck with everything you're doing and creating. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Impact the World. And if you want to go deeper and more in depth with my work, you should check out my members group, The Portal. You can find it at my website, leeharrisenergy.com or visit theportal.world.